and welcome to everyone uh, that we have here to come out today. Looks like, let me see if I can get a count. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen families here. Uh, so good to have you. Certainly good to have you with us this morning, and again, good to have you with us on Facebook. Uh, we're going to try to make this look very much like what we've been doing uh, throughout the past couple of three weeks with our uh, just uh, digital services only, in that we're going to have announcements this morning, and then uh, just the uh, regular prayer requests that we've done, and I'll continue to update you uh, on those as well via the uh, text or uh, also, the one call like we've been doing. So certainly uh, good to have everybody uh, doing those. And I'll just go right on into our announcements uh, this morning. Uh, of course, prayer requests, as I just mentioned, you can send those to me by email or by text. Uh, or And I will send those back to you on text and one call. Communion resupply. I'm going to change that just a little. Uh, we'll do that each Saturday. I'm going to shorten that down from 1130 to 1230. 11.30, 12.30 each Saturday uh, morning, and we'll have that uh, available to you for resupply and pick up any any other items that you may need. Of course, you can mail in your uh, offerings to Locust Grove Christian Church, P.O. Box 197, Keeby, Kentucky, 40737. And then also our services are offered on Facebook Live and YouTube a little later on in, in the afternoon, Anchor FM doing a podcast and by CD, by request. If uh, you know anyone that has a need for uh, groceries or medicine or, or other items that they need, can't get out, certainly contact one of us and we will be able to provide that for them as well. And for those of you that are logged on to Facebook here at the uh, at the service now, just understand that uh, I believe there's about a three or four second delay in what you're going to hear out of the speakers versus what you're going to hear out of your phone. So uh, just bear with us on that. If you have trouble with that, uh, just back out of it and log back in. Uh, we've moved the boosters out for the sanctuary and then also for the fellowship hall. So whichever one you have the most signal on, we encourage you to uh, to uh, hook into that one as well. So certainly uh, uh, good to have everybody here this morning. Now, on to our prayer request time. Uh, as always, we want to keep uh, our nation's leaders, elected officials, president, vice president, the coronavirus uh, task force that they have assembled, all the people that are working so very hard to uh, uh, bring this pandemic to an end. Also, our governor and his task force and the folks that are working to keep us safe within our state and also within our counties as well. And uh, certainly we appreciate their efforts uh, and never forgetting those folks in the medical field. Uh, we oftentimes just think about doctors and nurses, but it's everyone that's working inside of those hospitals. We want to keep them and their families in our prayers and not only just the hospitals, but now this pandemic has really brought to light uh, the nursing homes. Uh, how vulnerable those folks are. So certainly we want to keep the nursing home patients and their staffs in our prayers. And then, of course, and always, our first responders, our uh, EMT, emergency personnel, responders, fire and rescue, uh, fire departments, and police, 
and all those great men and women that uh, work in those fields as well and and their families. So uh, certainly, uh, along with the prayer requests that we have had put out uh, over this past week, the families that have lost loved ones and the families that are affected by this COVID-19, uh, we have, uh, of course, in every county we suspect, though there's some not been reported, we know we have cases here in Laurel County. And uh, so certainly we want to keep all of those families and all of those patients in our prayers as well. So uh, without uh, any further ado, we'll go ahead and, and uh, begin with an opening prayer. So if you would, bow with me as we pray. Almighty God and our most gracious and heavenly Father, truly, Lord, we are thankful to be here, assembled here today on this glorious Resurrection Day. We're thankful, Father, that you've given us the opportunity to do and to be able to provide services. Though we may not be able to shake a hand or, or give someone a hug, Father, we are gathered here together in your name. And we know that, uh, as the word says, where two or three are gathered, I will be there in the midst. And, Father, we pray that you are with us today. We pray that you are with us as we celebrate the, the risen Savior, your Son, we thank you, Father, for the sacrifice that uh, you made through him for our benefit. And, Lord, we've mentioned many names, and we have uh, omitted many names for prayer requests this morning. Uh, our president, our governor, uh, our local officials, as they all work very hard to bring this pandemic to an end, we pray your blessings upon them and their efforts, Father. For all the people that are working to keep us safe in the hospitals or other types of care facilities, we pray your blessings as they work, uh, as they strive to preserve life, Lord, as they strive to uh, renew health, and not only just for this COVID-19, but for all of the uh, illnesses that they treat each day. And we pray your blessings upon their hands as they go about their duties. And Father, for the first responders that step out in the face of danger every day when we need someone to come to our rescue or our aid, we pray your blessings upon them. Uh, medical responders, fire and rescue, fire departments, police. Father, we just pray your blessings. Father, we also ask that you would bless the men and women that serve this great nation in our military and pray that you'd keep them safe, whether they're with their families or apart. We pray, Lord, your blessings upon each one. And most of all, Father, we pray your blessings upon this service. We pray that everything that we do would be pleasing in your sight. Pray, Father, that it would bring glory to your name, but most of all, that it would give us the hope of a risen Savior today and know that you have a plan, and we know, Father, that your plan will always prevail, whatever our situation seems to be here. I pray, Lord, that you would now go with us through the remainder of this service, and I pray your blessings in Christ's name, and amen. All right, we'll go into our song service. Our first song this morning will be Holy, Holy, Holy. And you should have your, uh, your words with you. And uh, we just encourage you to sing out. Uh, everybody that's in the car with you has most likely heard you sing before. So you're not going not gonna to hurt anybody's feelings. So I just encourage you to, to uh, sing uh, as uh, we sing Holy, Holy, Holy. Almighty 
He's my strong and mighty tower. I have all for him forsaken, and all my idols torn from 
my heart and now he keeps me by his back. But now will eat my comfort and then will eat my stay. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Amen. And our third song, He Lives. We'll sing that song as well. Number three, He Lives. Serve a risen Savior is in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy, I hear his voice of cheer, and just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me the long life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to see his loving care and though my heart grows weary I never will despair I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast the day of his appearing will come at last he lives he lives Christ Jesus lives today he walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way he lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who seek Him, the help of all who find. None other are so loving, so good and kind. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, He lives, Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. 
the sound's not working. Okay, now we're back on sound. So hopefully you've got reconnected on Facebook. Uh, you know what? All of this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we if we're able to broadcast one more second of this service. It doesn't matter if if any anything happens today other than those of us that are gathered here today know and realize that today is the greatest day known to mankind. The day that Jesus Christ raised from the tomb. And we are so thankful for that. And now that we've finished our song service, we're going to uh, go right into, like we normally do, our communion service. So I'll give you just a second uh, to go ahead and get your communion prepared. And what we'll do is it'll look very much the same. We'll have a, I'll have a scripture reading and a prayer. And then after that, we'll have a, a song uh, while you take your communion and uh and for meditation and to think about this and, and think about this. Hopefully you were able to log up to hopefully you were able to uh, look up throughout the course of the week and follow along through the Easter uh, account and the resurrection account throughout the course of the week and you know that Friday is, uh, or Thursday night as we mentioned uh, during our live broadcast then that was the night that Christ implemented this. And uh, it's so that we can come together at times like this or any time we want to observe the Lord's Supper and remember the great sacrifice that he made. And remember that the broken body and the shed blood at Calvary's cross. And certainly we encourage each of you to reflect on that. I'm going to read out of Mark this morning. Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse 22. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed and broke it and gave to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Almighty God and our most gracious and heavenly Father, as we gather around uh, what we would know as this table, this table today, this table, this greatest of days, this resurrection day, where we commemorate the broken body and the shed blood at Calvary's cross that Christ did for each of our benefit. He willingly went there for a sacrifice that would cover sin and Father, we are so grateful for the eternal life that that sacrifice provides to us. And I pray now, Lord, as we take this loaf and this cup, that you let our minds go back there. But also, Father, let us remember that he defeated death because the tomb is empty today. And let us, as we take this loaf and this cup, these emblems, let us do it with hope. The hope of the coming Savior. Because just as sure as he rose from the tomb, he will come back again someday to retrieve his church. And I pray, Father, that we would always live with that hope in our hearts. Lord, I pray that you go with us now through the remainder of this service. Find everything that we do pleasing in your sight. It's in Christ's precious and holy name that I pray. And amen.
Okay, so go ahead and get your Bibles out and uh, get those things opened up so that we can follow along. You can follow along with our uh, sermon this morning. You know, as, as I was going through uh, this week trying to figure out what to prepare uh, as uh, for this morning's sermon, several things came to mind, of course, and and uh, all of them appropriate. And then uh, one day last week. Brother Eddie Hammond shared a post that a member of his congregation had put onto Facebook. Some of you may have seen it. Uh, of course, uh, this year uh, we celebrate the risen Savior much differently than any of us here ever have. Uh, nothing has ever happened like this where we had to gather in our vehicles in the parking lot of the church. Nothing's ever happened where the way that we had church services was through digital media and recorded. And it's unprecedented. And this post that was shared uh, made me realize that we're not terribly different in a lot of ways from that first Easter. So let me, let me share this post with you. Some of you may have read it. Since the very first Easter was not in a crowded worship space with singing and praising. On the very first Easter, the disciples were locked in their houses. It was dangerous for them to come out. They were afraid. They wanted to believe the good news they heard from the women that Jesus had risen, but it seemed too good to be true. They were living in a time of such despair and such fear. If they left their homes, their lives, and the lives of their loved ones might be at risk. Could a miracle really have happened? Could life really have won out over death? Could this time of terror and fear be really coming to an end? Alone in their homes, they dared to believe that hope was possible. That the long night was over and the morning had broken, that God's love was the most powerful of all, even though it didn't seem quite real yet. Eventually they were able to leave their homes when the fear and danger had subsided. They went around celebrating and spreading the good news that Jesus was risen, and love was the most powerful force on earth. This year we might get to experience a taste of what the first Easter was like still in our homes, daring to believe that there is hope on the horizon. Then, 
after a while, when it is safe for all people, when it is the most loving choice, we will come out, gather together, singing and shouting the good news that God brings life even out of death, and that love always has the final say. This year, we might get the closest taste we have had yet to the first Easter. And after I read that, I began to think about how true that really was. We have similarities that was just mentioned in that post. Maybe we are getting a small taste of what it was like for the disciples over the Passover weekend. Because that weekend, beginning that Friday, Thursday night, there was a battle between life and death. Satan had fought Jesus his whole life, but God's plan prevailed. The Lamb of God was nailed to a tree and placed into a tomb. All hope was dashed. Fear had set into the minds of the disciples. Fear drove the disciples to flee from the Garden of Gethsemane. Fear had led Peter to deny even knowing Jesus three times that same night. Fear that someone would steal Jesus' body led to guards being posted. And fear even led Pilate's wife to plead with her husband to have nothing to do with the innocent man. We find ourselves living our lives in a way that is so foreign to us, it causes us fear. All of us. Fear for our lives. Fear for our loved ones. Fear for our nation and its economy. And fear for what the future may hold. And this morning, this glorious morning, it is my privilege It's my privilege to proclaim that some 2,020 years ago, love won out over fear. Amen. The plan of God crushed Satan's plan. Hallelujah. And God's Son, Jesus, our Savior, walked out of the tomb that he was placed in. And salvation was secured for all who will put their trust in him both now and forever. So this morning, I want to share with you the greatest sermon that anyone could write for resurrection morning. And it's not of my hand. It's of God's. And I want us to notice the fear, the despair, and the loss of hope. But I also want us each to see the joy and promise of the resurrection that it restores in all who were lost. And it's in this account is the basis for hope for all of us, both now and until Christ returns, just as he promised he would. So if you will, allow me to read you the resurrection story. And please follow along in your Bibles. We'll begin with John 
3, 16 and 17. That speaks this love story so very true. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through Him might be saved. And the Word was made flesh. And that flesh was Jesus the man. His life on this earth began with humble circumstances. He experienced the day-to-day struggles of life. He ate. He slept. He laughed. He cried. Just as we do. And as he grew, he began to fulfill his mission here on this earth. And his ministry, he taught us how to serve his Father and our God. And in his ministry, when it came to close here on earth, we saw that he taught us how to forgive and how to love. Luke chapter 22, beginning with verse 14. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took the bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying, This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper saying, This cup is the new testament in my blood which is shed for you. But behold the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table. And truly the son of man goeth, as it was determined, but woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to inquire among themselves which of them it was that should do this thing. In verse 39 it picks up and continues, and he came out, and he went, and he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that you enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow and said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And while yet he spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, the one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas... Betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? In John chapter 18, beginning at verse 38, as they carried Jesus away for trial, 
carried him away in the darkness of night. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again into the Jews and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But you have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. John 19. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went again and said unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth wearing a crown of thorns and a purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. And when the chief priests therefore and officers saw him, they cried out saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! And Pilate said unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. And the Jews answered him, We have a law. And by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. And when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was more afraid. And he went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest not that I have the power to crucify thee, and have the power to release thee? And Jesus answered, Thou could have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he had delivered me unto thee that hath the greater sin. And from henceforth, therefore, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. And when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in the place that is called the pavement in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover, about the sixth hour. And he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. And Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? And the chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place, the place called the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him on either side, one and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. The writing was Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews. For the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin.
Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. And Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from top throughout. They said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it. Who shall it be? That the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, they parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own house. And after this, Jesus, knowing all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was a set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head, and gave up the ghost. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, beginning in verse 38 of John 19, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave, and came therefore, and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Then took they the body of Jesus, and wound it in linen cloths, with spices, as the manner of the Jews was to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher, wherein was never a man yet laid. And there laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. But Mary stood without the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stood down and looked into the sepulcher, and there we just made the jump from John 19 to 20. They had placed Jesus in the tomb. And Mary, the following day, come to see Jesus. And Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And seeth two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had laid. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And she saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back, and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. And the angels told her, He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come and see where the Lord lay. And this is Matthew 28. Verses 6 through 10. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. 
and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring the disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go, that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. And that is the story of the resurrection. I will not attempt to add anything to that because God has written it perfectly. So I say unto each of us this morning, be not afraid. The same God that provided His Son as sacrifice, the same God that Jesus Himself said, clothe the fields and feeds the birds of the air, the same God loves and cares for each one of you. Jesus said He would never leave us and He would never forsake us and He has not. So let us draw closer to Him and allow the hope of the resurrection, allow the promise of an empty tomb to wash away our fear. Let us trust in God and His plan because it will never fail. At this time I'd like for all of us to sing he arose. And we need to sing it not only with our mouths and our lips, but with our hearts. And we know that we can cling to that promise that He arose. And because He rose from the grave, we have the same hope and promise that we will someday, unless Christ returns before we're called from this life, we will raise from the tomb. We will raise from our grave, just as Jesus did on this glorious morning. He arose.
Jesus rose from the tomb today. Honk your horn. Sounds off. <laughs> Good job. Awesome. Awesome job, God. Alright, uh, we never close the service without offering a hymn of invitation, and that's going to be just as I am. And yes, this is completely different than what we're used to. In that when we have an invitation, someone responds, they come up. Well, we can't do that today. Uh, but you can contact me, and we can make arrangements so that we can comply with all the safety requirements that we have to. And maybe you're watching, and you realize that, you know what? God loves me so much. He sent His Son. I want to serve Him. Maybe you need to do that today. Maybe you need to rededicate yourself to his service. Uh, maybe you've been a Christian for some time, but uh, you've lied in your relationship. Whatever the case may be, we're going to sing the first and second verse of the invitation in the business I am. And in the close of that, we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, have the closing word of prayer. And we're going to cut the uh, Facebook Live program, but everybody else, I'd like you to just stay where you're at just for a second so we can have an orderly uh, egress from here. So uh, our invitation him just as I am, first and second verse. Just 
salvation and eternal life spent in heaven with you. And I pray, Lord, a special blessing upon each and every family that is here uh, on the property today, and each and every family or individual that is watching us on Facebook or will view us at a later time. And I pray, Father, that your love and care will be wrapped around each and every individual. I pray, Lord, that we leave this hill we leave this service today with a renewed sense of hope and a renewed sense of confidence in our futures because we know that you hold our future, Lord, and none other. We know that you will provide to us because you have a knowledge of our needs well before we ask. Father, again, we ask your blessings upon all the folks that are working so very hard to bring this pandemic to an end, and we pray that you would keep them safe. We pray, Father, as well for our first responders and their safety and the men and women of the military for their protection. But most of all, we're so thankful today for Jesus. And I pray that as we leave here, Lord, that we would strive to walk closer in his steps each day and find us a pleasing servant in your sight. Again, we thank you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for allowing us to be able to assemble here today. It's in Christ's blessed and holy name that I pray. And amen.